Parsha says begins this week. Ela told us Noach, Noach ish tzaddik, Tomim hoyah b'dayrosav eselayim his halech Noach. So we know Rashi straight away begins in the following way. Rashi says second Rashi on the parsha b'dayrosav yeshmer abayseinu doshen oisoy l'shvach. Meaning, there are then there are many that say that we darshan that the very fact that you say that Noach was an ish tzaddik that means that's a gavaldik shvach that means culture came sheilu hoya b'dor tzaddikim or tzaddik yaisa no he was a tzaddik in that generation but of course if he would have lived in a generation of greater tzaddikim then he himself would have been a greater tzaddik and then Rashi tells us again it's a gemara in Sanhedrin kuvches the yeshu darshan is soli gnai. And there are many that darshan this in a derogatory manner, legnai. That means lefi doyroi hoya tzaddik. Of course, only according to his generation he was a tzaddik. The ilu hoya bedoyrish al avram, the hoya nechshav leklum. But if he would have been alive at the generation when Avram Avinu lived, then he would have been nothing. And the question that all the mafoshim, if you open up all the svarim on the chumash on this week's parasha, many of them begin with this question. And the question is, a simple question on the Gemara. It's a machlikas, as we just mentioned, between Rabbi Yochanan and Mishlokish in the Gemara over there in Sanhedrin. And the question is like this. If you have the opportunity to darshan it l'shvach, if you can darshan Noach being a tzaddik, and he would have been a great tzaddik had he lived in a different generation with tzaddikim, why on earth would you darshan it l'gnai? Why would you darshan Noach to be, oh, Shkoyach, he's a tzaddik in this generation, but if he would have lived, oh, the Rom, ah, he would have been Leklum, Rashi says, in Gemara. Why would you do that? If you have an opportunity to look at things in a positive way, why would you look at things in a negative way? That's the question. And that's what I want to address in the next few moments, which I believe to be a very, very important idea that we can take from this parasha. So the truth of the matter is that even though it looks like a gnai, even though it looks like they're saying, well, he's a tzaddik in this generation, had he lived by Avram, it would have been nothing. Looks like a gnai, looks derogatory, but really it's not. There's a tremendous shvach, there's a tremendous positive that's hidden deep within that drosha, deep within that answer, and that is very simple like this. That maybe, maybe, that if Noach would have taka lived in the generation of Avram of Inu, he maybe wouldn't have been on that level. But what, where, where was he now? Where was he in the generation that he lived, which was his door, the door of the Mabal? He was a tzaddik. And therefore, what we're saying over here is that Enoch Anami, if he would have been in the generation of Avraham, maybe he wouldn't have reached that level. But he was a tzaddik in this generation. And this generation was a very difficult generation. It was a generation where they were doing cold of askas That we know the Gemara tells us. That the mabul came, the gzardin, the verdict, the psak. The hammer went down because of gezel they were stealing. But they were doing everything else, Osa. They were doing cold of True, the final makkah, the patish, the hammer blow, that was the stealing. But they were doing everything, Osa. And here we've got a Yid that's swimming against the tide. We've got a Yid that's going against all of his surroundings. We know famously the Rambam says, <laughs> that a person generally is drawn into his surroundings. 
What we're saying over here is they're not necessarily saying it belosh and ganai. But in, a, in the hidden works of that drosha, what they're saying is true. And Ramavinu's uh, door, it wouldn't have been anything like Ramavinu. But look where he is. He still is at Sadiq, even with everything else that's going on around him. A Talmud once came to the Heidegger Rizal, and he said, Rebbe, I don't have a question. I don't, I don't understand. Do you think our Avodah Hashem really makes a difference to the Rabbi Nishlam? Do you think the Rabbi Nishlam really cares about what we do? We open up a Siddam, we daven. We put on Tvilin. We put on Sitsis. We wash Nagel Vasa. We bench. We do all of these things. Do you think the Rabbi Nishlam really has Hano? Do you think he cares? Like, come on. Look at the, look at the generations of Tzadikim throughout our history. Go, go even to the Amoroyim, the Tanoyim, the Rishonim, the Achroinim. These people knew how to do Avodah Hashem. What do we know? What's our Avodah Hashem worth? And Arizal answered in the following way. He answered with a marshal and he said, there was a king in Egypt. And this king in Egypt was given, as many kings are generally given presents from other countries. And he was given a specific bird that was able to speak. It was an amazing thing. Everyone was just astounded. Wow. Generally, animals don't speak. Here's a bird that's speaking. It was, it was amazing. And when anyone came to visit the king, he would show them this parrot. This, this wasn't even a parrot, it was a bird. And he showed it to them. Wow, look, he can speak. And it was just amazing. And someone said to him, I don't understand. And this is what the Arisa was coming to ask. What's the big deal? We're all, we all can speak. Every single one of us can speak. And no one walks around saying, oh, wow, you know how to talk. We all talk. We know how to talk. What's the big deal? So there's a bird that knows how to talk. What's the answer? Very simple. An animal is not about us. There's no, there's no seichel. We are about us. So when we speak, it's not a big deal. When an animal speaks, it's something unusual. It's something that most animals don't do. And therefore, it's astounding. And therefore, it's astonishing. And therefore, it's interesting. Said the Heidegger Rizal, this is what's going to answer your question. He said, now we can understand in a small way, the avoidus Hashem that we have on our personal level, and what it means to the Rabbi Nishlolem. He says, it's not a big deal. At the time of the Tanoim, of the Amoroim, of the, the Baal Shem Tov, the Heidegger Vilna Goin, the Chesam Soifer, the Kiva to be a Tzaddik in that generation. No, everybody was doing it. Wasn't a big deal. Of a Zug, the Heidegger Rizal in our generation. What do we have? And he was talking about his times, right? What do we have? And yet we're still... Oisik in Avodah Hashem. We're still doing something. That, said the Arizal, is the answer. It's astounding. Just like that parrot, that bird, was astounding. Wow! It was able to talk because no one else of that animal kingdom talked. That's amazing. So too, the Rabbonisham looks at us and he sees no one else is doing it. But you are. And that's amazing. And that's astonishing. And that's something to think about. That's Pshat. In Rabbi Yochanan over here in the Gemara Sanhedrin, which Rashi brings in the second Rashi of our parasha. <laughs> to his generation means, of course, on some level it was obviously a Gnai, because Rashi says it was. But it goes deeper than that. Yes, in the door of Avram, he wouldn't have been Avram. But he was a tzaddik within his generation. How hard is it to swim against the tide? How hard is it to go against what everyone else is doing? And that's a mistake that many of us have with our Avodah Hashem. 
We think to ourselves, what's the big tip? Do you think Rabbi Nishon really cares? We come that we came down to Shachris. We opened up a sitter. We put on our tefillin. Did we feel anything? Did we have any kavana? Were we thinking about the Rabbi Shalom? Was this what's going through our head? I hope so. But if not, do we walk out of Shachris and say, eh, what a waste of time. Tomorrow I'm not even going to bother. I David Mincha. I tried. I tried to think of the words for the first few seconds. The next few minutes I was out completely. No shaykhus. We put on tefillin. We watch Negabasa. We bench. We give stuff. We try and do so many mitzvahs. We try and work closer and closer to get to the Rabbi Nishlalem. But do you think the Rabbi Nishlalem really cares? Do you think the Rabbi Nishlalem has any hano? Come on. The Chassam Soifa. The Chofetz Chaim. The Kiveiga. The Baal Shem Tov. The Mezrit Shemagit. These are tzaddikim. These the people the Rabbi Nishlalem looks at and says, Wow! Chob hano! No, no, no. We're making a big mistake. And the mistake is being very spelled out in this week's parasha. And that is, it's very easy to be a tzaddik when everyone else is a tzaddik. <coughs> but when everyone else is not oisik in what you're oisik in, and after peaking, you, you plug away. You do it again and again. And you try. And you show your devotion. And you show your connection. And you show your rotsam to the Rabbi Nishalam that you want to do it. And the Rabbi Nishalam says, I have so much hana from you. From your small avoidness Hashem. From the small step that you put in. From the small effort that you put closer to the Rabbi Yishon, he looks at it, he holds it up in high regard, higher than any regard, than all of the Tanaim and the Aboyroyim and the Tzaddikim from previous generations that they got, because every single one of you are swimming against the tide. We're living in a world, we're living in a generation where it's crazy out there. I don't have to tell you. We're living in a crazy world. We're living in a world where people are doing crazy things the likes of which were done at the time of Parshas Noyach. We're living in a world where people are Isaac in things that they haven't been Isaac in, in many, many years. And we're seeing it, we're experiencing it. And the Rambam says, We should be there! But we're not. We're in the Bish Medrash. And we're trying. And we're putting in our effort. And is it hard? Sure it's hard. Do we always experience the most amazing Simcha? Maybe not. Do we always experience the greatest Hana after Hashem Maybe not. But just remember, every effort that you put in, every small step that you take in the right direction, gives the Rabbi Shalom the greatest Hana he can ever get from that. And I'll end with a Mordecai Maisa from the, the Heidegger Yishvitzer. The Ishbitzer was walking with his Hasidim. And one of his Hasidim was an elderly man. His name is Rabdavid. He's a Talmud of the Ishbitzer. And he's walking behind his Rebbe. And the Rebbe's Einikel, the Rebbe's grandson, a small little boy, a seven, eight-year-old boy maybe, was trying to run to catch up to his grandfather. So he sort of pushes this Hasid out the way and like runs towards his grandfather, the Heilige Ishbitzer. This Hasid wasn't taking any of that. He said, Yingela, a pistol derech Bissel Derech Eretz, what are you doing? Push me out of the way to get... So, so he says, well, 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 why should I give you Derech Eretz? Why do you deserve Derech Eretz? So this Chassid, Reb David, wasn't taking this. This is not Poseidah. Right? Uh, what do you mean, why do I deserve Derech Eretz? Chutzpah. He says, little child, first of all, I'm older than you. And second of all, I saw the Chayzim Leblin. I saw the Chayzim Leblin. For that alone, I should get Derech Eretz. So the Einikul of the Ishbitz said, what are you talking about? My grandfather's much more holy than the, than the, than the, than the Chaisim How can you say that? So this Chassid, Rav David, in those days it was a Mukubal thing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest doing it nowadays, gave him a patch and sent him on his way. 
Now this boy was very upset. Very upset. What do you mean? My Zayda? Much bigger than the Chayza. So that night, he went over to his grandfather. He went to the Zayda, the Heilige And he said, Zayda, I want to ask you a question. Isn't it true that you're greater than the Chayza Mulebrin? The was taken aback. Like, whoa. Me? Chas Roshanam. But then he said he wanted to impart a very important lesson to his Einikol, to the future generation. He said, I want to tell you something. I'm not, I'm not holier than the, than the Heiliger Chayzim Leblin. The Chayzim Leblin was Tzadik and Tzadikim. I don't come up to his toes. But I will tell you one thing. The Chayzim Leblin is no longer in this world. He's not alive anymore. He cannot advance his Avodis Hashem. He can't get closer to the Rebbein Yishlam. I'm alive. I can do it. I can do something that the Chayzim Leblin cannot. Rabbi Yisai, every single one of us are alive, Baruch Hashem. We have tremendous opportunities. We're living in a world where we have to mummish swim against the tide. We're living in a world where we have to go against what they're telling us and they're showing us and what they're, everything they're trying to teach us. And we have to remember that our avoider, the avoider of sitting at a base medrash, a new zman, a new opportunity, a new opportunity for growth, a new op- opportunity to closeness with the rabbi Shalom, a kesha with Yiddishkeit, from all the things that we offer over here. There's so much to gain, whether it's the halacha, whether it's the siddha, perish amilois, whether it's the musa, the ashkafa, the gemara, the ian, the bekiyas, the kumzits, the trips, whatever it may be. Rabbi say chaparayim, because the Rabbi Nishram holds your avoda, however small compared to previous generations, to be so gewaldic, so special, so dear to his heart, that we should remember that every step we take is a step in the right direction. The Rabbi Nishram should give us the siyata d'shmaya, and Bracha Vatzlocha and this incredible Zman, that all of us, Be'ez HaShem, get that connection to Yiddishkeit, get that connection to the Rabbi Nishlonim, so that Be'ez HaShem, we become one with the Rabbi Nishlonim, one with this Torah, and one with Yiddishkeit.